this is what he came to provide for us sallallahu alayhi wasallam and in providing context he taught us brothers and sisters inna allaha ashtara min almu'minina anfusahum wa amwalahum bi'anna lahumul jannah allahu akbar he taught us muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam that indeed allah has bought from the believers their life and their wealth in exchange for jannah in exchange for jannah in providing us perspective he taught us sallallahu alayhi wasallam ya ayyuhalladhina amanu hal adullukum ala tijaratin tunjikum تُنْجِيكُمْ مِنْ عَذَابٍ أَلِيمٍ تُؤْمِنُونَ بِاللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ وَتُجَاهِدُونَ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ بِأَمْوَالِكُمْ وَأَنفُسِكُمْ He taught us sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Oh you who believe Shall I tell you about a trade About a transaction That will save you from a painful punishment that is better for you if you only knew he taught us to believe in allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and believe in the message of his messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam and to strive in the path of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with our wealth and with ourselves this is the true trade this is the trade when a person is upon perspective he taught us muhammad ibn abdullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam that This wealth my dear brothers and sisters is not ours it belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah said he bought it from us in exchange for jannah in exchange for jannah and that is why we will be answerable regarding the time that we've spent and the wealth that we've spent when we meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of qiyamah if this time and this wealth was yours and mine why should we be answerable about this time and wealth when we meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of qiyamah why it's ours but no my dear brothers and sisters it belongs to Allah and Allah in his divine wisdom and mercy he lent it to us in different proportions thus he gave some people and lent them more time so they lived longer and others he gave them less time so they didn't live as long and with others he lent them more wealth so they were richer and others he didn't lend them that much wealth so they were slightly poorer Allah distributed his wealth and these blessings amongst us as an amana now i ask you my dear brothers and sisters earlier i said that whenever in this world we spend and we do not see an immediate return before the grave we consider it what a sacrifice right that's what we do if somebody does charitable work we say thank you very much for your sacrifice that's what we say right he gave his time he wasn't paid for his time that's a sacrifice he gave his wealth and he didn't get anything in return before the grave that is a sacrifice but by allah i ask you can you sacrifice something you don't own can you if i gave you 10000 ringgits and i said so and so i will call you next week and tell you where to transfer this money to when i do so and you carry out the transfer can you tell the person who you transferred the money to 
I've sent you some money, I've sacrificed it. Can you do that? You can't. It wasn't your money, you did no sacrifice whatsoever. You cannot sacrifice what you don't own, my dear brothers and sisters. If you understand that Allah has bought your time and He's bought your wealth in exchange for paradise and He is the owner of this time and He is the owner of this wealth, we are not sacrificing anything, my dear brothers and sisters. We don't own it. But Allah is most merciful. As we discussed yesterday, He is perfect from ever and is perfect forever. He doesn't need you to spend in his path for him to be greater. And if you don't, it won't remove from his majesty, subhanahu wa ta'ala. When you do spend the way he has instructed you to do, and from your time and your wealth, what happens? Allah rewards you. And what do you call this situation? When you spend something, and you get something greater in return, what is that called? investment see the businessmen are smiling mashallah they, they love that term investment some were nodding off now they're awake where's the investment right that's an investment when you spend for the sake of allah and allah makes your jannah more beautiful from your time and your wealth allah has invested your spending it has come back to you with greater returns. And this, my dear brothers and sisters, is perspective. And this, my dear brothers and sisters, is context. And this is what Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam came to teach us. He taught us that the wealth we aspire for, according to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and subhanallah wallahi, we fight over this wealth. He taught us that this wealth which we aspire for, according to Allah, does not equate to the wing of a mosquito. Subhanallah. The wing, forget the mosquito, the wing of a mosquito. This world and everything it contains with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not equate except to the wing of a mosquito. So what about money which is a portion of this world and what it contains? It equates to a portion of the wing of a mosquito. By Allah, it does not equate to anything valuable the way we make it out to be, my dear brothers and sisters. He taught us perspective. He taught us, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, وَلَا تَمُدَّنَّ عَيْنَيْكَ إِلَى مَا مَتَّعْنَا بِهِ أَزْوَاجًا مِّنْهُمْ زَهْرَةَ الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا لِنَفْتِنَهُمْ فِيهِ وَرِزْقُ رَبِّكَ خَيْرٌ وَأَبْقَى He said, Sallallahu alayhi wasallam teaching us that Allah revealed to him and do not extend your eyes towards that by which we have given enjoyment to some people. Meaning the splendor of this worldly life. Allah says the splendor we have given them is the way by which we test them. And Allah says and the provision of your Lord is better and more enduring. The provision of your Lord is better and more enduring, subhanallah. And in teaching us perspective, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam taught us that this wealth which you and I love so much and you and I hold steadfast onto so tightly, he taught us sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that it is a test. It is a test. Many of us think we're only being tested when we go through adversity, when someone passes away, when we lose that business deal, when we lose our job. We say, subhanallah, we're being tested. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when he taught us perspective, 
He taught us that when Allah gives you, He's also testing you. Subhana Rabbi al-A'la. For he said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, teaching us that which Allah revealed to him, فَأَمَّا الْإِنسَانِ إِذَا مَبْتَلَاهُ رَبُّهُ فَأَكْرَمَهُ وَنَعَمَ فَيَقُولُ رَبِّي أَكْرَمًا Subhanallah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and as for man, when his Lord tries him, tests him, Allah says when his Lord tests him, how ya Allah, when Allah is generous to him and favors him, Subhanallah. Little did we know. Because we don't read our book. We don't ponder over these ayat. Allah has said, as for mankind, when his Lord tests him, how? By giving him financial standing. By giving him material well-being. What does he say? He says, my Lord has honored me. But when Allah tests him, by taking away that financial standing or material well-being and restricts his provision, he says, my Lord has humiliated me. Allahul Musta'an. Allah says, Kalla balla tukrimoon al-yateen. This is not the case. Kalla balla tukrimoon al-yateen. Wala tahadoon ala ta'ami al-miskeen. Wa ta'kuloon al-turatha akla al-lamma. Wa tuhibboon al-mal hubban jamma. Allah says, no. No, it's not the case that your Lord has dishonored you. Rather, it is a case that you do not honor the orphan. And you consume inheritance. And you devour it all together. And you love wealth, not just with any love, but an immense love. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not make us love money more than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ameen. Ameen ya Rabbil Alameen. Wallahi, my dear brothers and sisters. By Allah, yesterday I had to sit and listen. Listen to one of our team members in Mercy Mission, saying how there are some Muslims in certain countries that have to fast because they don't have food. They don't have food. They go six days without eating. And then when they get a chance to eat, they eat flour mixed in water. Flour mixed in water, my dear brothers and sisters. These are our Muslim brothers and sisters. And they exist. They exist, my dear brothers and sisters. What has happened to us? What has happened to us? That we've taken material well-being and given it a status far higher than, than a human being. And it's so ironic. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allah says, it is Allah who created everything in this world for you. Everything in this world for you. To be of service to you. And we have taken it and made it more important than the people that Allah has created this thing for. What has happened to us? What has put us in a deception of Allah? Who is generous? Who is kareem? Allahul Musta'an. Allahul Musta'an. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in an amazing ayah, my dear brothers and sisters, to... To bring us back to reality. And we need reality in our life. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, اِعْلَمُوا أَنَّمَا الْحَيَاةُ الدُّنْيَا لَعِبٌ وَلَهُ وَزِينَةٌ وَتَفَاخُرٌ بَيْنَكُمْ وَتَكَاثُرٌ فِي الْأَمْوَالِ وَالْأَوْلَادِ كَمَثَلِ غَيْثٍ أَعْجَبَ الْكُفَّارَ نَبَاتُهُ 
ثم يهيج فتراه مصفرا ثم يكون حطاما وفي الآخرة عذاب شديد ومغفرة من الله ورضوان وما الحياة الدنيا وما الحياة الدنيا إلا متاع الغرور Listen with two attentive ears to what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said about this life. He says, know that the life of this world is but amusement and diversion and adornment and boasting to one another and competing in the increment of your wealth and your children. The example of this life is like the example of rain that falls upon plants and allows growth which pleases the farmers, then Allah says, it dries up. And you see the plants turning yellow. And then it becomes debris. And in the hereafter is severe punishment. And in the hereafter also is forgiveness from Allah and approval. And what is this worldly life except enjoyment of delusion? Allah al-musta'an. Allah al-musta'an. This is the reality, my dear brothers and sisters, O servants of Allah. And oh children of Adam, understand, this wealth will not remain. It does not exist as a static presence. It has a volatile presence in our life. It changes. Sometimes it's more. Sometimes it's less. Everything in life reaches a peak. And then it spirals into decline. Superpowers came and they went. Where are they today? Rich people came and they passed away and died. And their wealth was taken by the inheritors. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. A famous poet, when he saw Spain, Spain coming out of the hands of the Muslims, with tears he said, لِكُلِّ شَيْءٍ إِذَا مَا تَمَّ نُقْصَانُهُ فَلَا يُغَرَّ بِطِيبِ الْعِيشِ إِنسَانُهُ He said, he said, everything in life reaches its peak. And once it reaches its peak, it will spiral into decline. So mankind should not be deceived by a good life. Don't be deceived by a good life. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us this understanding. Ameen. Ameen. My dear brothers and sisters, you and I have been conditioned to understand how important matters are by looking at the package that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or the package that has been placed with that particular thing. Not so, right? We aspire to be a CEO. Why? Because the package that comes with being a CEO is amazing. That's why you aspire to be a CEO. You aspire to be a doctor. Why? The respect, the financial presence, the opportunities that are packaged for a doctor are amazing. So you become inspired to become a doctor, right? In management, we say, in management, we say reward is proportional to effort, right? If the reward is great, that means the effort must be great as well. Right? If the reward is great, right? For you to have that reward, it needs great effort. And that great effort comes with a great title. In the Sharia, we say, Al-Jaza min jinsil amal. Again, reward is, is relative to the type of effort offered. Reward from Allah is proportional to the type of effort offered. If we want to understand how important it is to spend for the sake of Allah, and to part from our prized possessions for the sake of Allah, and give for the sake of Allah, then we must look at the prizes that have been set. And when we look at these prizes, we can't help but see 
that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala teaches us that spending in the path of Allah helps develop your morals, helps develop your manners, helps develop your etiquettes. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Muhammad, Ayah 38, Here you are, those invited to spend in the cause of Allah. But amongst you are those who withhold out of greed. You're a greedy person. So this ayah teaches us that from the rewards of spending in the path of Allah is to attain for yourself this character of being selfless, this character of not being greedy. This is the first gift. The second gift, my dear brothers and sisters, is that it is the greatest investment for a believer, right? We're always looking to grow our assets. We're always looking to grow our principle. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Hadid, the 18th ayah, إِنَّ الْمُصَّدِّقِينَ وَالْمُصَّدِّقَاتِ وَأَقْرَضُوا اللَّهَ قَرْضًا حَسَنًا يُضَاعَفُ لَهُمْ وَلَهُمْ أَجْرٌ كَرِيمٌ Allah says, indeed the men who practice charity and the women, and the women who practice charity, and they have loaned Allah a goodly loan. Meaning they have spent for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah says it will be multiplied for them and they will have a noble reward. And if somebody asks, well, I want to know how much. How much will it be multiplied? Entice me further. Well then, we have in Surah Al-Baqarah, ayah number 261, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying, the example of those who spend their wealth in the way of Allah is like a seed of grain, one seed of grain which you plant, which normally gives rise to one stem. But in this instance, it gives rise to seven stems. Because you did it for the sake of Allah. And it doesn't end there. Allah says seven stems. Seven stems, each stem carrying 100 seeds. 100 times 7 equals 700. So your investment is multiplied 700%. When you give for the sake of Allah, your one is multiplied 700% and it doesn't end there. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Wallahu yudha'ifu liman yasha. And Allah increases even further for whom He wills. May Allah increase for us. Ameen. The third prize for being a spender for the sake of Allah is that Allah says it's a means to earn Allah's mercy. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-A'raf, ayah number 156 says, وَرَحْمَتِي وَسِعَتْ كُلَّ شَيْءٍ فَسَأَكْتُبُهَا لِلَّذِينَ يَتَّقُونَ وَيُؤْتُونَ الزَّكَاةِ وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ بِآيَاتِنَا يُؤْمِنُونَ Allah says, but my mercy encompasses all things. So, I will decree it especially for those who fear me and give their charity and those who believe in our ayat. The fourth prize for being a spender for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses it to remove our sins. And how in need are we of those means that look after the removal of our sins. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, In tubdu sadaqati fani'im mahi 
وَإِن تُخْفُوهَا وَتُؤْتُوهَا الْفُقَرَاءَ فَهُوَ خَيْرٌ لَكُمْ وَيُكَفِّرُ عَنْكُمْ مِنْ سَيِّئَاتِكُمْ Allah says, if you disclose your charitable expenditures and spend for the sake of Allah, they are good. But if you conceal them and give them to the poor, it is better for you. Allah is telling us spend openly and it's better to spend in hiding. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and Allah as a result will remove from you some of your misdeeds thereby. And Allah with what you do is fully acquainted and all aware. The fifth prize. Spending in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a means of gaining closeness to Allah. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in his book, in Surah At-Tawbah, ayah number 99, but amongst the Bedouins are some who believe in Allah and the last day and consider what they spend as a means of nearness to Allah and of obtaining the dua of the Messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This is why they do it. Allah says unquestionably, it is a means of nearness for them. Allah will admit them to his mercy. And indeed Allah is the forgiving and the merciful. And we know that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to make dua upon those who used to give. For we know as is in Sahih al-Bukhari and Muslim, he would say, Allahumma salli ala Abi Awfa. Allahu Akbar. Oh Allah, send blessings upon Abi Awfa, right? So Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would make this dua. Also brothers and sisters, from the prizes that are given to the one who spends, is Allah increases their taqwa. And a wall is erected that protects them from the punishment of Jahannam. Because this is taqwa. And تَجْعَلَ بَيْنَكَ وَبَيْنَ عَذَابِ اللَّهِ وِقَايَةً To place between yourself and the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, a barrier. Allah at the beginning of Surah Al-Baqarah says that Alif Lam Meem, ذَلِكَ الْكِتَابِ لَا رَيْبَ فِي This book is a means of guidance for the people of taqwa. Who are the people of taqwa, ya Allah? الَّذِينَ يُؤْمِنُونَ بِالْغَيْبِ Those who believe in the unseen. وَيُقِيمُونَ الصَّلَاةِ And they establish the salah. وَمِمَّا رَزَقْنَاهُمْ يُنْفِقُونَ And from that which we provide them, they spend. Also, my dear brothers and sisters, time is up, time is up. But from the greatest gifts for the one who spends for the sake of Allah, is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses him with a jannah which has a width which is greater than the heavens and the earth. Allahu Akbar. I mean, if that doesn't inspire us, what will? What will? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the fourth juz, in the first quarter, وَسَارِعُوا إِلَى مَغْفِرَةٍ مِّن رَبِّكُمْ وَجَنَّةٍ عَرْضُهَا السَّمَاوَاتُ وَالْأَرْضُ عِدَّتْ لِلْمُتَّقِينَ الَّذِينَ يُنْفِقُونَ فِي السَّرَّاءِ وَالضَّرَّاءِ وَالْكَاظِمِينَ الْغَيْظِ وَالْكَاظِمِينَ الْغَيْظَ وَالْعَافِينَ عَنِ النَّاسِ وَاللَّهُ يُحِبُّ الْمُحْسِنِينَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and march forth 
towards the forgiveness of your Lord and a paradise that has a width which is greater than the heavens and the earth, a paradise that has been prepared for the people of taqwa. Who are these people of taqwa, ya Allah? Allah says they are those who spend from their wealth during times of ease and during times of difficulty. And they are people who suppress anger. And they forgive other people. And Allah loves those who do good. May Allah make us from the people of Jannah. Ameen. Ameen. My dear brothers and sisters, time has come to an end. I've mentioned for you all six prizes for the one who spends. And perhaps one of these, each point in itself was magnanimous. Perhaps just one point was enough to inspire us and shift our paradigms and correct our understanding and perhaps place us upon a standing of perspective. May Allah make us people of perspective. Ameen. I end off, brothers and sisters, with two points. The first point is a completion to the story I started with. The story of Muhammad Munif Nahdi. After he passed away, I saw him in a dream. And we were walking together through all these charitable projects he had started when he was alive. And he's asking me, tell me about this project. How is it running? Tell me about this project. How is it running? What's happening here? And I would say, I don't even know these were your projects. I'm telling him in this dream, I didn't even know these were your projects. And as we were walking along, we came across somebody. And this person introduced himself. And I introduced myself in my dream. I'm Sajid Umar. And he introduced himself as Ali Nahdi. So I got a bit perplexed. I said, I know him as Muhammad Nahdi. How come he's saying he's Ali Nahdi? So I woke up obviously. And I never get dreams interpreted. But this dream I thought I must. And I spoke to some of our mashayikh in Riyadh. And they pointed me to a person who the scholars say is reputable. And he fears Allah in his dream interpretation. So I told him, this is the man and this is what happened. So this person said to me, glad tidings to you. He said glad tidings to you. Because firstly, this is glad tidings from Allah upon you. <laughs> because you've been making dua for this man. Not so? I said, yes, I have. He says, Allah, this is glad tidings. Allah has communicated with you through your dream. You've been making dua for this person, so Allah has shown you the reality of this person. And as for these projects that you are walking through with this man, it means that these projects are benefiting him where he is right now. Allahu Akbar. All the spending he did when he was alive is benefiting him right now. And as for him calling himself Ali Nahdi, when his name is Muhammad Nahdi, then Allah says, That the righteous people are from the elevated of people. And Ali refers to the elevated. So he is dining with the illin right now. This is glad tidings from Allah that you're making dua for this man. Allah is telling you his placement after his passed away. Subhana Rabbi Allah. Wallahi, it made my hair stand, wallahi. And it made my iman grow. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us better lives than the life he gave to Muhammad Munif Nahdi. Make us more diligent than him in our spending and make us strive, strive 
to walk diligently in the footsteps of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. My dear brothers, when I pondered over this dream and its interpretation, I couldn't help but remember the hadith of Aisha radiallahu anha, when she says that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam on Eid, on Eid al-Abha, he slaughtered kabshayni amlahayni aqranayn. He slaughtered two rams, white and black in color, which had horns. And after he slaughtered these two rams, he said to his wife Aisha radiallahu anha, Oh Aisha, distribute the rams. And he went away. So she happily started distributing it. And she says after some time, he came back, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, And he asked me and said, Ya Aisha, Oh Aisha, what remains? What remains? So she was so happy. She was so happy. She said, Oh Prophet of Allah, nothing remains except the shoulder. Nothing remains. Illa katifuha. Nothing remains except the shoulder. He said to her, Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Oh Aisha, Oh Aisha, don't say nothing remains except the shoulder. Say everything remains except the shoulder. Allahu Akbar. Say everything remains except the shoulder for what you gave for the sake of Allah truly remains. And this shoulder we will eat and it will no longer remain. Allahu Akbar. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us riches and make us rich and make us rich in a way that brings us closer to Him and makes us spend in His path and alleviate difficulty. May Allah make us people who love to lift the difficulties of others. May Allah make us selfless and not selfish. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gather us in Jannah with Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his companions and all those who love to spend for the sake of Allah. Ameen. Ya Rabbil Alameen. Brothers and sisters, I love you all for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Once again, jazakumullah khairan for your attentive ear. It's been a great honor for me to be allowed to stand in front of you all. And indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is most deserving of all praises. I ask Allah to gather us in this dunya together many, many times again. And I ask Him to gather us underneath His arsh on the day of Qiyamah after that. The same way He gathered us here today. And I ask Him to gather us in Al-Firdaus Al-A'la as well. The same way He gathered us here today. I love you all for the sake of Allah. Wallahi, I do. I love you all for the sake of Allah. And I end off by saying, everything correct said is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and He is perfect. And any mistakes are from myself and shaitan, and I seek Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's forgiveness. Hada wallahu a'lam, wa sallallahu wa sallam, wa baraka ala nabiyyina Muhammad, wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.